Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Carr, and tonight it is the much-coveted, much-promised, super, super, super Tuesday coverage. That really doesn't have the same sort of ring as the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday wrestling thing, does it? Granted, the wrestling analogy isn't exactly, uh, you know, too far off the mark when it comes to some of these uh, presidential races and these primaries and all of these various, you know, election years that you guys down in the States, uh, you know, kind of put yourselves through. Again, as the, just that gentle reminder, it is March the 5th, and your election isn't until October of this year. I mean, we don't get me wrong, we have had some come out swinging campaigns here in Canada, but oh boy. I think the only campaign that kind of goes longer than this one was the whole Brexit thing, but that's because that basically just didn't quit for three and a half years. Anyway, we did, of course, have uh, just this couple of days ago here, the much, uh, you know, talked about Super Tuesday, which, again, for those of you who uh, haven't been uh, sort of paying too close attention, of course, it is called as such because that is when a very large number of states, uh, 13 in total, in fact, uh, go ahead and have their presidential primaries. Now, of course, on the Republican side of things, it isn't really even worth talking about because, well, Trump's going to be the nomination. Um, that's, just, that's just not even really up for debate. Strictly speaking, they are having primaries and people are running against him, but you can imagine the headway that they're making after, you know, Trump's been able to survive everything that he has survived for the last three four years, you know, basically since I was doing this primary season's coverage back then. So where did this leave us? Because it has been a bit of an exciting week. Um, so first off, leading in to Super Tuesday, uh, we already had uh, Pete uh, Buttigieg, 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 Pete, uh, I still can't pronounce that name. Uh, he did, in fact, drop out of the uh, the race after um, some of his showings and some of the primaries that came after uh, the initial ones that we talked about. But before Super Tuesday, it was kind of just in the cards that he just did not have the sort of staying power that he needed. As cool as it was to see him succeed as, as even as much as he did. Now, as well, of course, going into or coming out of Super Tuesday, kind of go over the results first and then sort of the fallout from that. So after the, the whole Super Tuesday elections and everything like that, uh, really the big winner was Joe Biden. Uh, having come from sort of his, where he was in a, a fairly distant third uh, with all the delegates kind of going into those races, he did have a, uh, on the Saturday just before Tuesday here, he did have a very strong showing in uh, in one of the states there. And then since then, uh, well, Super Tuesday, he did incredibly well. Um especially as, uh, you know, Pete uh, Buttigieg and uh, Amy Klobuchar had sort of dropped out. As was sort of expected is we've started to see more of the consolidation of, oh, sorry, and I also forgot, Bloomberg also dropped out um, after getting his ass kicked in the uh, the debate that we talked about in, in one of the last episodes there. Uh, and I, I mean, just, it was somebody call the police, there's been a murder. Uh, so he's out. And uh, sort of proved to the entire world, thankfully, that a uh, an insanely wealthy person cannot just sort of swoop in and decide to buy an election yet. There is still something to be said for having actual functional ideas. However, with the dropping of Bloomberg and his follow-up endorsement of Biden, uh, with the dropping of uh, Pete Buttigieg and now uh, Amy Klobuchar, uh, we've basically seen a consolidation of a lot of the moderate votes and they all basically flocked under Biden. 
Uh, my initial concerns, I was talking about how people were kind of wary about potentially, you know, how this whole fallout from the, the impeachment campaign was going to look and things like that. He has apparently rebounded from because after Super Tuesday, he is now the lead for the delegates. He's got 627 committed delegates to Bernie Sanders, 551. And then third place is, or I should say was, Elizabeth Warren. So coming out of that, Elizabeth Warren had 64... Uh, committed delegates and uh, announced this morning that she was going to suspend her campaign. So now we're basically in a two horse race. And a lot of people again have been commenting on the, the fact that it is now basically the, the moderates or the, the center lane and the liberals or the, the, the left hand lane going even more into the, the whole realm of democratic socialism or things. I mean, and I feel like I can use that because Bernie himself has used that as a, you know, a quoted democratic or a quoted political stance. So this is then kind of leading to a lot of folks of going, what the hell happened? Well, some of it I've already discussed in that a lot of that more moderate vote has all begun to collect under Biden. He's already got the proven track record of sort of what his policies are. Again, he was the vice president under Obama for eight years. So he's got some of that experience as well. And of course, that that definitely leads to some bonus points there. Now, I've already talked about before that I have those concerns that Sanders would not be able to actually win when put up against Trump. I've also said before that he would honestly be my preferred candidate is I think that, you know, the United States could use a good, healthy shot in the arm of not rampant raw capitalism. I'm pretty sure I'm basically on record. I mean, I could probably go back to my segments from four years ago when we were talking about this when Sanders was running against Clinton and my thoughts on that at that time. I haven't really changed. Neither has Bernie. The problem is a lot of people are concerned about that because right now I think it's that the entire Democratic Party has laser focused on electability. And by electability, I mean beat Trump. because. They hesitated doing it legally with impeachment. The impeachment failed anyways because Mitch McConnell is an ass. And for this point, their only option now, because they couldn't completely wrest control away from him with midterms, you know, two years ago, well, a year and a half ago. And so now the only option is to beat him out of the White House. And then, of course, from there, probably prosecute his sorry ass. Of course, the problem is, is now it's the question of can Sanders beat Trump. And I had this exact same discussion four years ago. I feel like I should have done my own homework and listened to my own segments before doing this. Now, the other side of this discussion is, of course, coming from the when the whole how did this happen, is we have this problem now of there are, we'll say trouble in paradise, you know, some some domestic issues maybe in the, in, in the DNC or in the... Uh, in, in the Democratic Party. Uh, and it is definitely, I am, I was very, very disappointed to wake up on Wednesday morning and start looking through my usual sources and start looking through Twitter and immediately seeing the shitstorm of people that are now making the same claims that were happening in 2016 about election rigging, about vote rigging, about irregular voting, about fraud, etc., that the DNC is, like they did in 2016, conspiring to make sure that Sanders does not become the nominee. 
I love a good conspiracy theory and I love a good political thriller as much as the next person, but this is getting a little out of hand, folks. The fact of the matter is, is that, you know, Biden won an overwhelming amount of the vote. And it's not, it's not just a, you know, a couple of, if you're, if you're in a Reagan election, right, like it, it's going to be a couple of irregularities here and there, but I mean, Biden in some states took them by double digits. Now on that same quote, or on that same note, Sanders won certain demographics by double digits. But I'm going to note the fact that voter turnout in these primaries is has been earth-shatteringly high, especially on Super Tuesday, especially during the the votes on Saturday. Uh in many states that had their their primaries just to happen is they were reporting uh absolutely uh, massive increases in voter turnout over 2016 and even uh, Virginia, it set an all-time record for voter turnout for a primary. People are getting out and voting. Now, the problem, of course, is now people are saying, oh, but they're not voting for my candidate. And because they're not voting for my candidate, I'm just not going to vote in November. First off, y'all remember the last four years? Because I do, and I don't even live in the country. I'm just an outside observer shouting into a microphone and shouting over the border going, please don't put the world through another four years of this anxiety. So, yeah, electability is going to be on on point of mind. The fact of the matter is, too, is that, again, it, you're asking a country like the United States to take such a hard swing from, again, even the, even the Democratic Party, right, the, the left-wing party, quote-unquote, in the United States, is, would be con- still considered a, a center-right or fairly far-right party in most other Democratic countries in the world. Right. Not all, but most. Right. They're definitely they're, The Democratic Party is definitely sitting firmly in the territory of the conservative sort of area up here. Like just just for the record, any of you who have not been in Canada or not a Canadian, the Democratic Party is basically our conservatives. Um, and probably even more so in some other countries, they're probably like ultra right when you look at some Scandinavian countries. And you're asking a country like that to swing from the kind of electorate, the kind of electorate that put Trump in the office, to then go to someone like Sanders, who would be considered, you know, basically the NDP here in Canada, which again, that's our left wing party. Again, for those of you who don't know, right? That those are those are our liberals, our liberals in the in the sense of the political term, not in our liberal party. You see why politics is confusing. Anyway. The fact of the matter is, is that Bernie Sanders has an incredible amount of pull with the youth vote, an incredible amount. The problem is they don't vote. And whether that's because of a fact that they can't, because, again, they uh, the youth vote has the problem with, well, I've got school, I've got my part time job, I've got this, that and the other thing. If this is important, make the time. That's just going to be my, my straight up. Just get your get your shit together. Welcome to being an adult. It sucks. It takes you about 10 years to figure this out. Spoilers, being an adult sucks. One of those things that sucks is sometimes you have to put off or make a sacrifice in something else you were planning on doing on a day because it's a goddamn election or a goddamn voting day. 
Uh, the other part of it is you have things like absentee or advanced voting. Take advantage of those. If you're in a state that hasn't voted yet and you care about this and you do want to see Bernie be the nominee, find out what your advanced polling looks like or make sure that you get that, that day booked off now or do what you need to do. Find out what your legal rights are for voting because some of the election lines in these primaries, again, in part because of the higher voter turnout, but also because apparently just nobody knows how to run an election ever – is there was record lineups and there were still people standing in line for hours after the polls had officially closed in places like Texas or in places like Virginia. So just make sure that you're aware of that and make sure that you make that plan. Go with your friends, bring us, bring a switch, right? Do whatever you need to do, bring your battery packs. So you're not bored. But if this is something you care about vote, because while the youth vote is definitely, and, and we're talking like double digits over the next person for the youth vote for, for Sanders, is, you know, Biden is able to get the votes that are the over 35s and especially the over 65s, right? Old people vote. It's why conservatives tend to do better in voting uh, situations where the voter turnout is low. And I've, ha I've talked about this before. Old people vote, young people don't. And whether that's a question of opportunity or just I don't give a shitism, I, I don't know. But just that is sort of my point on this because it is not a done race by any deal. Elizabeth Warren has not mentioned who she is going to endorse. I mean, personally, my my sort of situation, I think, of the best case scenario of beating Trump. And while, again, this is a case of a lesser of two evils sort of thing, I think a Biden-Warren ticket, like, you know, Biden for president, Warren for vice president would be pretty powerful. But the thing is, Warren is also a senator who I think would still love to be in the House. And a lot of people are talking about, you know, if the Democrats win the Senate, for her to become Senate Majority Leader. The post that is taken over by Mr. Mitch McConnell right now, who needs to take a flying leap off the Capitol stairs. So I guess we'll see. It's definitely been an exciting race so far, and the pack has basically now thinned to our, our two frontrunners. From here on out, again, if you're in a state that has not had their primary yet and you care about the results of this, as I just ranted about, do what you can to make that plan to vote. Otherwise, I guess for the rest of us, sit back and enjoy the fireworks as we find out who is actually going to be going into the uh, all-November showdown and throwdown uh, against the, uh, the two-paid Cheeto. But... That's all for me for today. Of course, if you have any questions, comments, etc., if you have your own thoughts on this, of course, jump into the Telegram channel throughout the week, uh, or of course, right on into the show, us at unfurled.net. But as always, my name is Carr. Enjoy the rest of Unfurled. <laughs>